Welcome to season two of Emotional Eating with Marilyn, where the aim is still to finally be able to say I am an ex-emotional eater. In season two, we will be focusing on actions. I will be giving you tools to overcome your emotional eating. Whereas in season one, we were more thinking, reflecting and understanding our beliefs and behaviors. If you just discovered this podcast, then I highly advise you check season one as the information is still very much relevant. And of course, as in season one, I still see clients on a one-to-one basis for personalized sessions. All information will be linked in the show notes. So today I want to talk about New Year, New Me, uh, New Year resolution and all of this. It's the second week of January now and uh, I have a question for you. Have you set out some resolutions and how do you feel about them now that the hype of the new year is gone? Like we're already second week, there's still a bit of hype, but you know, it's decreasing and life is starting again, work is starting again, challenges are are coming back. How do you feel about your resolutions? This is an advert for better help. So if you're listening to this podcast and thinking there are things I need to unlock in order to overcome emotional eating, then BetterHelp is for you. BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is an online platform that connects you to a suited therapist. You answer a few questions about yourself and the angle you want to focus on, and they will match you with a therapist. You can switch if you want to, completely free of charge if your first match is not a good fit. And I personally know that starting therapy can be overwhelming. I was so scared and ashamed in my first few months. But then when I realized how it changed my life, I wanted everyone to benefit from this magic too. So with better help, there is less friction to start therapy. I will put the link in the show notes with all the details. Basically, it's betterhelp.com slash EEM. And by using this link, you help support my podcast and you get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. And I truly believe that therapy will help you understand the layers of your emotional eating. And as I say, it all starts with awareness, awareness and awareness. So for 10% off your first month, you just need to click on the link in the show notes or visit betterhelp.com slash EEM. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel. So for me, for this year was the first time where I didn't put resolutions, I put intentions. And I'll tell you my thinking process. The word resolution, if you uh, look at it online and its meaning, it says that it's a firm decision to do or not to do something. Whereas intention is an idea or a plan to, you know, to achieve or to do something. And why for me, I feel intention this year is better than a resolution because life changes, we can adapt, I can increase, I have faith that if something doesn't work, I will do even more, I will uh, find a better way. And also it it puts less pressure on myself. Also, I feel that resolutions are very finite things. I will exercise two days a week. And this uh, makes me think of the idea of, uh, you know, when you are at work and you have to do your yearly objectives and they say it needs to be smart. Smart meaning S for specific, M for measurable, A for achievable, R for relevant and T for time bound. So really specific things like um, by uh, 
by Q2 2023, I will be, I will have done, uh, I don't know, four sessions of yoga and three sessions of uh, HIIT, etc. So really specific things. And what it means is that it's a binary uh, success. Either you succeed or you fail. And also what it means is that it's too specific that uh, you don't adapt to changes and you, of course, you can change them and adapt. But the definition of them, of the smart and of a smart objective is something that you really set and that at the end of the year, you can really measure. And for me, the way I see it currently is that it's really treating uh, the person with objectives as a child and not as an adult at a peer to peer. Whereas I want to treat myself this year as an adult. I'm setting intentions. I really want to do certain spe specific things and live live life in a specific manner. So it's not about exactly what I'm going to do. It's about values and mindset and the way I'm going to live life. And I'm going to give you a few examples so that you can have an idea for yourself for your 2023 and beyond. Of course, if you're listening later than 2023, it's still relevant. How are you going to set uh, the year and how are you going to make sure that you set yourself for success? So how can we make sure that we're pushing ourselves, that we're succeeding this year and that we're growing? Because at the end of the day, all the resolutions that we're having, and we used to have year, year in, year out, is to grow. Uh, a lot of it, if you're listening to this podcast, probably year, every year, the same resolution is to lose weight. Sometimes you have more specific things like I'm going to lose uh, X number of kilos or pounds. And every year, uh, if you're listening to the po this podcast, probably every year, every year you you don't achieve this goal. Um, and of course, as I mentioned in the introduction, if that's the case for you and you really want to have a one-to-one -one discussion, a one-to-one -one sessions with me, I still uh, take clients for coaching. I will put the links uh, in the show notes so that you know how to contact me. But other, other than that, let me tell you what I think would be beneficial for you for this year to push yourself to grow, to leave room for uh, changes for things that are unpredictable because at the end of the day life is just a series of unpredictable events uh, you set up uh, some goals at the beginning of the year and then life happens and things change and sometimes they're not even relevant or sometimes the, the goals are still relevant but the, the situations where you are like are not the appropriate one for you to achieve them so what is my advice so the way I would do it, as I mentioned, is really thinking of my mindset for this year, of my core values for this year. And how would you do it? So what I would recommend, Google the word core values. You will have a lot of images really listing a lot of, you know, words and then see the maybe the four, five, six, not more than six that really resonate with you and that you want to work on and build on for this year. You can put them on your phone, on a note, and then every time you have to make a decision uh, or every morning you can read them and repeat them to yourself. And it will really like start to shape your actions based on those its core, uh, core values, but it could be priorities as well. So some examples are like bravery, a challenge, accountability, boldness, gratitude, positivity, autonomy, freedom. 
you know, things like that, or for example, putting myself first. So all those things, for example, let's say you really want to overcome your emotional eating and you feel that for you, the biggest, um, the biggest hurdle or the biggest challenge to get there is maybe uh, that you are a people pleaser and you do every, what everyone wants you to do and then you don't have time for yourself and then you end up compensating all of this on food to increase your level of happiness. So one of your core values could be putting myself first or it could be, you could call it in you know, one word like autonomy or something like that. If another hurdle for you is that you uh, get swayed but what people say, what people think, uh, you don't want to uh, hurt people. So it's really also linked to being a people pleaser but more really your mind is really preoccupied with people. You can say, okay, my uh, one of my core values for this year is to achieve mental freedom. I'm free in my mind of what I think, what I want to do and what I feel and things like that. It could be, uh, I, I want to focus on being more bold, more courageous, uh, more brave. Let's say uh, you're afraid of, uh, I don't know, maybe you could be afraid of even going to exercise. You know, the s small things in life, it's not the big things. It could be the simple thing. I'm afraid to go uh, to run and hurt myself, or hurt my knee or whatever. It could be I'm going to be more courageous, but also it doesn't mean that you have to do crazy things, but just build on, build on like a stone step by step and then you will get there. So all of those things, check out, as I mentioned, the, the core values online and just list things, but uh, the six, uh, four to six things that you like. But what I would say is the most important thing is that you keep repeating them uh, to yourself and you make them live. So uh, things, to, how can we make them live? How can they make sure that they don't sit in our in a folder or in our phone or in a paper and we forget about them? So then comes the idea of the routine or habits. What they say is that if you put something in the schedule, then you will start doing it, it and then it will become a habit. So what I would recommend is to really put the, you know, a small task that every day you will be reading uh, your uh, four to six uh, core values until you memorize them and just read, read them. And um, if you have read the book Atomic Habits, the author gives a very interesting tip if you want. If you want to build on a habit, you need to link it to an old habit. So for, for you to have a new habit, just link it to an old one. So for example, uh, if it's something, if you have breakfast every morning, you can say every morning, when I have breakfast, I'm going to read my uh my six core values or just before it's better not to do something while you're eating just to make sure that you follow your hunger cues so it could be just before or just after you can put also a reminder uh, on your phone every day with uh, it could be at night it could be in the morning whatever fits your schedule but just make sure that it's added on next to an, a habit a habit that you uh, enjoy, a habit that's positive, that you like, not something that you don't enjoy, because otherwise your brain will do what we call classical conditioning and link uh, a bad habit or something negative in your mind uh, to those core values, and then you won't enjoy or love those core values. 
So just link it to a task that you love. Day by day, when you're gonna, for example, you've decided every morning before breakfast, I'm gonna uh, read my six core values. Every day you're gonna do this. And then it, there's gonna become a time where you almost memorize them. I wouldn't say it's, it would take more than a few weeks. So it's not something that takes a lot of time. And then it's gonna be memorized. And then your subconscious mind, your unconscious, will really adopt them. And what they say is that uh, 40, sorry, 95% of our brain is unconscious, unconscious mind, unconscious decision, unconscious thinking. So really by doing this, you're moving those core values to the conscious brain, which is 5% approximately of your brain to the unconscious one. And then it will be less and less effort and it will, it will become your, your real or your self, like your deep core self. And once it's uh, really ingrained in your brain, and even actually before it's really ingrained, when it's still you're still in the phase of learning where it's really conscious effort, every time you have to make a decision, you can go back to your core values and uh, make a decision based on that. So let's say one of your core value is to be, uh, what can it be? We said positivity, we said autonomy, we said it could be gratitude. Whatever you you have, let's say you have friends uh, asking you to go for dinner and you're not sure if you want to go or you want to stay home or you want to do something else and you go back to your values and you say, okay, uh, which decision is more aligned to uh, to my values? You can also adapt this to your kids. If you have a family and you have to make a family decision, you can go back to your core values. And also some people have core values for the family. So it's things like that. Very often I've used my core values to make professional decisions at work where when I wasn't sure or when I was in a challenging situation and didn't feel good, I just went back to my core values and really thought of, about them. And how is this linked to emotional eating? Well, basically, if one of your aims for this year and beyond is to stop uh, emotional eating, and as I said in the intro, is to become an ex-emotional eater, you have to think of values or core values that will help you get there. Um, so as I mentioned, if one of the reasons why you eat emotionally is because you're a people pleaser or because you you don't have your routine and a good schedule in place and then you end up eating whatever is there or you don't take care enough of yourself, you don't do proper self-care and then uh, food is the only self-care, then all of these things will help you really think of uh, finding the good core values. So really understanding why I'm not, uh, why am I not, uh, why I am an emotional eater, or why I, uh, you know, I cannot stop eating will help you get to those core values. And here I would redirect you to episodes in the season one where we really think of why are we emotional eaters? What are the triggers? What are the thoughts and the, you know, what is our mind uh, play? What tricks our minds are playing, and it will help you really, uh, really understand why you're an emotional eater. Conscious that you might not have a lot of time uh, during the day to listen to all podcasts, so this is why I, sum I summarized few reasons why we could be doing some emotional eating. And the big, the big uh, concept for me around emotional eating is that uh, we use food. 
to numb our emotions. So whenever our level of happiness drops, let's say uh, the, it drops uh, to 4 over 10, usually we say it's around when it's 4 over 10, then is when we will go and compensate uh, on food, we will go and eat. So there could be so many reasons where why you don't... Uh, where your level of happiness decreases, either external, but mostly, mostly it's internal, it's linked to childhood, it's linked to your inner beliefs, it's linked to the fact that in society it's a bit taboo to take care of yourself, so we only take care of ourselves with food. So all those reasons can cause um, emotional eating. This was just a parenthesis for those that just um, the joined the podcast or just need a refresher so once you know why you do the emotional eating and what's getting into in the way of you overcoming it you can have an idea of what are your core values and then what you can do is put them on your phone or on a paper whatever you prefer you can even put them on the fridge for example um, so that every morning you know whatever works for you but just make sure that every day you just have a quick look at them when you have big decisions to make or even small decisions as I said sometimes it's the small things that matter the most you live by them and slowly slowly you will develop them and for me having a set of intentions and mindset and core values is more relevant is you're setting up yourself for success compared to resolutions uh, because for resolutions yes you say i'm going to do let's say uh, yoga once a week but why don't you do yoga maybe it could be lack of uh, again linked to your values i don't have the courage or i don't have the mental freedom and i don't want to disappoint people when they say uh, come and go for dinner so I just postpone or or don't do the yoga or maybe I don't I don't have the courage to uh, to to do a class where I'm like really a beginner and everyone's so advanced you know and I'm ashamed of myself you know all those things and one really important thing I want to say to you is in your core values have words that are positive and not negative like not the negation of a negative word so for example if you want to, if you feel shame is a big uh, thing in you, like you always feel ashamed, let's say to go to a yoga class or whatever, don't say I want to get rid of shame. Why? Because the brain only will memorize the word shame and will not memorize the word negation, not to. So just use a positive words. It could be I want to be courageous. And in your mind, you know what you're talking about. So just make sure you use positive words. So today's conclusion is a challenge, a call to action. As I said, a lot of uh, the season two will be more around actions, which is a very simple one. Put on your phone in 12 weeks, or even in, if you have a paper calendar, in 12 weeks, a reminder of uh, checking my core values. And uh, every day, as I mentioned, every day you're going to really read the, the, the core values until you memorize them. And in 12 weeks, uh, check yourself what uh, has those uh, have those values improved in my life? Did I work on them? Uh, do I need to keep them? Do I need to change them? Do I want to remove one and like replace it with something else? And um, really think of 
is it uh, is it bet working better for me uh, those core values and intention to live by them rather than resolutions I hope this challenge motivated you and that you enjoyed it. Please leave a review in the podcast notes uh, because it really, really helps with the algorithm. Do contact me. Uh, I have a link my website if you have any question or any comment. And stay tuned because in the next episode, I have a very special guest, Dr. Sarah Hamid. She is an endocrinologist uh, in the UK and had a revolutionary um way of living for people that have uh, food restrictions and she really incorporates emotional eating in her program.